It's Aspen Ideas to Go from the Aspen Institute. I'm Trisha Johnson. Today, I'm excited to share a special show with you. Our partners at Colorado Public Radio's Audio Innovation Studio have produced a series of three episodes starting with this one. You'll notice they're a big departure from our usual format. For starters, they're much shorter than the traditional full-length talks we feature every week. There's also scene setting and music woven throughout. We're eager to hear what you think, so we've set up a survey. After you listen, please do us a favor and take a couple of minutes to give us your feedback. The survey link is in the show notes. Here's Rebecca Romberg with Colorado Public Radio's Audio Innovation Studio, guiding us through a presentation about robots as caregivers. Say hello to an unusual guest who recently appeared at Aspen Ideas Health. Hello, I am Pepper. It's great to see you. I hope you are having a wonderful day. That voice belongs to Pepper, a humanoid robot. Pepper can recognize your facial expressions and basic emotions. Pepper can tell you a joke. A robot, a Roomba, and a Norwegian walk into a bar. Or even help you remember a special time in your life. Would you like to relive some of your memories from the past? Helping people with their memories is an important part of Pepper's job. Computer science professor Arshia Khan programs Pepper and other humanoid robots to work in nursing homes. Khan says that her robots could help address a growing problem in healthcare. Here's Khan. Every three seconds, somebody is diagnosed with dementia. It's really scary. So in 2019, across the world, we have 55 million people with dementia. By 2050, we are going to have 139 million across the globe. That's a lot of people. So this is a growing problem. We need to address it. Khan's work with robots is her way of rethinking how we care for the elderly at a time when the population is aging and nursing homes struggle to find workers. Khan brought a couple of her robots to the Aspen Ideas stage in June. And she gave the audience a preview of what the robots can do for people struggling with symptoms of dementia, like memory loss. The robots can lead patients in something called reminiscence therapy. So I'm going to do some demos over here. You have started reminiscence therapy for the resident. My tablet screen displays a bunch of your memories. Just say the name of any one of those and we will visit that. Graduation. You were such a great student. Remember the day of your graduation? It was such a memorable day. Your parents must be so proud of you. Using robots in nursing homes is pretty new territory. To make her robots successful, Khan designed what she calls an intelligent, dementia-friendly living space. In that space, the people the robots are helping don't need to know how to use technology. Khan's robots have sensors that allow them to react to what people are saying, doing, and even feeling. So when my robots react to something, they are actually reacting to data that they are gathering from these spatial sensors. They learn from the behavior of the person, what the person does during the day, and then make recommendations as the day goes by. I'll give you an example, like we have sensors in the chair. 
So from the sensors that are in the chair, we can figure out the mood of the person. We can read the emotion using the robot and we can actually gauge how they are doing emotionally, physiologically at that moment. Before they could actually use these robots in nursing homes, Khan and her team had to make sure that residents would feel comfortable having them around. And that's kind of tricky. A big part of that is how the robots look. Take Pepper, for example. Pepper is about four feet tall and is sleek and shiny white with big cartoonish eyes. Pepper wasn't designed to look like a person. Pepper was designed to look like a fun, friendly, and kind of futuristic robot. Khan says if the robots didn't look that way, people might not accept them. The robots should not be very humanoid because if they're looking very human-like, they find it creepy. The more humanoid the robot looks, the more they're afraid. The other thing is when it's more human-like, the expectations rise, you know? So if it looks really human-like and doesn't act like a human, then people would reject it. I have a couple of students actually looking into robot acceptance. How accepting are they of robots? There is an audience that, you know, is very resistive. When the robot approaches them and tells them, you know, it's time to take your medication, immediately you can see their posture changing. It's like, you are a machine, you're not going to tell me what to do. But the rest of the people were super excited about the robot. They were like, can I take one home right now? Khan's team has worked with older adults to see what they want the robots to do. And they had a specific request. One of the requests that I got from the elderly, what they wanted the robots to do was tell dirty jokes. So actually, we programmed them to tell dirty jokes. So, which one of you requested the dirty jokes? I can't believe... You've gotten to this age without hearing one? I guess you were pretty sheltered. If you really want to hear dirty jokes, you should hang out with the nursing staff. We won't share one of the dirty jokes. But Pepper does have some more appropriate humor. I went into Starbucks the other day, and one of the baristas asked me if I wanted any coffee. Can you believe that? Me? I said, no, I don't need coffee. I'm already completely wired. Khan says robots could also help people in nursing homes live fuller lives by nudging them to do things they used to love. So, for example, let's say, you know, there is Resident X, and Resident X used to love to play chess. And now, you know, living in the nursing home doesn't get an opportunity and doesn't have the desire to actually go out and play chess with somebody. And so the robot would approach and say, hey, you know, I was playing with him from room 204. And he actually is really good at chess. And he beat me in chess. Can you believe that? How are you at chess? I heard you used to play chess too. So that's like a gentle encouragement to do the things that they used to do. Different robots specialize in different activities. Pepper has a sidekick, a much smaller robot with little arms and legs that can move. 
That robot leads elderly-friendly exercises, like yoga. Hello, everyone. We are going to be in a comfortable seated position. Now keep your hands relaxed on your knees and slowly inhale and exhale like this. Khan says these robots aren't just there to help patients. They could also help provide human caregivers some much-needed relief. The robots can take on simple tasks, like reminding someone to take their medication and checking that they actually do it. And no matter how many times a robot has to do something, it will have infinite patience, even with the most repetitive parts of the job that family members might struggle with. So for instance, if there is a person who needs to wear an oxygen mask all the time, instead of the daughter sitting there and reminding the person, you know, put on, dad, please put on your mask, dad, please put on your mask. After like five times of reminders, the sixth time the tone is going to change, she's going to get a little frustrated. She's got other things she needs to be tending to that are more important to look after her dad. The robot can approach and say, hey, John, you took your mask off again. Could you please put it on? The tone will never change, uh, speech will never change, it will still remain the same. So let the robots do those kind of mundane repetitive tasks so that the caregivers, instead of spending two hours of grumpy time with the resident, they will spend maybe an hour of quality time. Taking the simplest tasks off a healthcare worker's plate could make a big difference in an understaffed nursing home. Khan says these robots can't replace people but she sees big potential for how these robots can help ease the workload for caregivers and allow people with dementia to live more independently. They're not going to replace the actual human touch, you know. We want to improve the quality of life for the people affected with dementia and also the elderly people. So if their quality of life is here, we want it to at least stay here, not go down, if not improve. What I'm hoping is, over a period of time, the prices of the robots would drop and we would have every elderly person who would like to have a robot, a robot with them. As a result, we will be able to keep our elderly at home for a longer period of time, try to maintain their quality of life, delay admission into assisted living and nursing homes and ultimately reduce the costs of care. Dr. Arshia Khan spoke at Aspen Ideas Health in June. Khan is a computer science professor at the University of Minnesota Duluth. This year, a Minnesota company agreed to use Khan's robots at eight of its nursing homes. Robots began working at one of those nursing homes in July. They're telling jokes and helping residents recall their memories at a facility near the Twin Cities. Have a great day ahead. Goodbye. You can listen to Khan's full Aspen Ideas session and see her give a demonstration with her robots at aspenideas.org. That was Rebecca Romberg with Colorado Public Radio. You can find more ideas worth hearing in the Colorado Matters podcast from CPR. We'd love to hear what you think about the episode please take a minute to fill out the quick survey linked in the show notes and stay tuned for two more special episodes in the coming weeks. 
Today's show was programmed by the Aspen Ideas Health Team and produced by the Colorado Public Radio Audio Innovation Studio with help from Natalie Jones. A special thank you to Brad Turner for his vision and guidance in creating this series. Our theme music is by Wonderly. I'm Trisha Johnson. Thanks for listening. Thank you.